This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue, positive thinking, how it can change your life. But when a woman is saying, is going out with a guy or about to, and she's saying, does he like me? Does he love me? Oh my God. <laughs> what is your advice? Because that's negative thinking. That's insecurity, obviously. But Well, um, it is insecurity. And- um, but I think that doubting yourself not believing in yourself, not liking yourself, is not a good state of mind to put yourself out there yet. I think that in order to be successful in any relationship, whether it's with a partner or any type of relationship, you have to like yourself. You have to believe in yourself. You have to have developed a comfort zone in any aspect of your, in all the aspects of your life that will carry you confidently to the next adventure, let alone with, you know, with a partner. You have problems, she has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, everyone. Have you ever been down in the dumps or even depressed and somebody says to you, just think positive? God, I can't stand that. You might have been irritated by those words like me because the truth is it's not that easy. It's not that easy because number one, most of us invalidate ourselves by not acknowledging the challenges that we are facing. And number two, we weren't trained as children to think positively. That's a big one. And number three, we don't fully understand that by changing the way we think or the way we look at things, we can actually change the chemistry in our brain and eventually our happiness. Today, we're going to talk to a psychiatrist about how we can pull ourselves out of a hole by thinking differently, by thinking positively, and how we can have a better relationship with ourselves and others by thinking positively. Because who wants to be around a cranky, negative person? I don't want to be around myself when I'm like that, and I don't want to be around anybody else, at least not more than five minutes. Dr. Jose Alvarez is going to explain how we can change the way we think and the benefits of doing so. Time for Lynn's Confessions. Top three things on my mind today. Number one, I've been going through a horribly challenging time and there have been moments where I just want to feel sorry for myself and sit down and shove three cookies in my mouth. And I actually did that last week. And I'm okay with that, okay? How's that for negative thinking? Or maybe that's just self-validation. I'm not really sure. But I'm okay with it. Number two... I remind myself often that everything's happening for my greater good by Louise Hay. You guys know her? She's an awesome guru. She says that in many of her books. So I say that to myself, even if I don't like it or believe it, because I'm thinking eventually I will believe it. And number three, I'm going to the doctor for a checkup in a few days, and I'm dreading the scale. Why do they have to have the weight scale in the middle of the hallway? Does everybody need to know how much I weigh? It's so irritating. Can you tell I'm irritated today? It's the second time I've used that word. I'm going to refuse the scale. Welcome, Dr. Alvarez. Thank you. Okay, I just want to remind everybody that you're a psychiatrist. Yes. So you prescribe medicine sometimes to help people cope. Medicine can, of course, really help people. It's a necessity. But we're going to be talking about alternatives here. Um, So explain how negative and positive thinking 
affects our body? Well, negative thinking is probably more than half of how we perceive life, how we perceive our circumstances. And a great deal of what we deal with when we see a patient, you know, most patients come to us when they have absolutely, you know, they have seen all their, uh, all their resources, they have tried themselves. And so we get to see when people are at the lowest, basically. So positive thinking, and I, this is something that I always try to tell all my patients, that it's a very powerful thing, and we take it for granted. So after you have spoken to someone and you have got a, an idea of what they're going through, you try to bring to light the positive in their lives, which more times than not, we ignore, we don't look at them, you know, we tend to, um, you know, um, put them aside or think that it's not, you know, that the bad things are more important or they are more relevant. So we try to put um, into perspective the positive in their life, uh, which sometimes, more times than not, they, they feel, oh, I never thought about that. You know, I've never looked at it that way. So we, we take it for granted and we'll use it as much as we can because it's a very powerful thing, especially when you feel the medications are not you know, um, useful in this particular, you know, in any particular case. But so can you explain how negative thinking affects your actual physiological body? Well, negative thinking kind of opens a Pandora's box. And, and I always explain the patients how medications work because it obviously affects the physiology of your body. So think about negative thinking about, you know, increasing your blood pressure, uh, making you more prone to develop anxiety. You're more reactive. When you're more reactive, when you're more anxious, when you're more startled, you know, there's a physiological change in your body that takes obviously weeks, months to develop, but um, it kind of makes you more, um, you know, aware of the surroundings. It makes you more reactive. It makes you more fearful. Susceptible of exact, disease exactly. or getting sick or even exactly. a cold. It creates a, a state of hypervigilance that starts uh, secreting hormones in your body that is what makes you crave sweets and, you know, three cookies start, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's when your sleep gets, you know, affected because your sleep starts getting delayed. It starts getting short, you know, shorter. Um, you start either craving certain foods that you don't usually eat mm -hmm. or you don't crave them at all. So it, it all has to do with the hormonal imbalance that is created by the stressful situations and obviously triggered by our thinking, mostly negative. And right. I have a very close friend who was yelled at by her boss last week. And she was sick to her stomach, and the next day she got a really bad cold, and she's been sick for three days. Is that caused by just the way she was thinking? Absolutely. Um, that a stressful situation trigger a hormonal change in her mm -hmm. body that makes you prone to disease. So that virus was probably just there waiting for an opportunity to be triggered or to kind of take over the immune system. So the stressful situation translates into a hormonal change that kind of makes your immune system more susceptible and boom, you know, um, their virus comes in, your uh, sugar goes out of, you know, control, your blood pressure goes up. Anything that changes your immune system kind of creates, you know, that hormonal imbalance. And it's all from your thoughts. 
Absolutely. That's why you see people that are negative, mostly they have hypertension, diabetes, they have all kinds of problems because that thinking is creating a change in your body that we're not aware of, that we take for granted. So we're always sick. We always feel down. These changes create what is called a generalized inflammatory process. Mm -hmm. Inflammation the is inflammation bad. Inflammation yeah. is bad. Mm -hmm. And now the studies have shown that most people who present with depression have anywhere from 60 to 80 percent uh, inflammatory cytokines in their bodies. So little, you know, things that are going around. That so if are, you're depressed, you have a lot of inflammation. You in have, your... uh, usually you've been having either an acute inflammation, mm. inflammatory process or a chronic inflammatory process. We know that everybody gets sad from time to time. We're human beings. But what is the difference between sadness and depression and how can somebody fix that themselves? Well, Sadness is it can be a momentary uh, mm -hmm. state of mind where it's usually triggered by something that we can identify, or it can be part of the whole syndrome of depression. Depression is a more generalized state. It's when not only sadness is present, but you know, lack of energy, tearfulness, difficulty sleeping, difficulty enjoying the things that we usually do. So sadness is more like a symptom of what you know the depression, the depressive state. So you're saying if I'm sad today, that's normal. If I'm depressed, that means it's like chronic or long term or like what? Give me an well, example. Depression. In order to 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 be. In order to for a psychiatrist or a mental health professional to say you're depressed, there has to be certain criteria there. There has to be a time length, you know, certain symptoms, uh, certain characteristics. Like what? You know, um, the depression or that state has to be present longer than two weeks. Oh, okay. So it's usually, you know, sadness, mm -hmm. cheerfulness, mm -hmm. hopelessness, helplessness, difficulty sleeping, difficulty... Can you feel all these things for three days and then that's not depression? That is not depression. <laughs> oh, okay. You actually can be dysthymic, which uh -huh. is a shorter type of depression. Um, some people never develop depression. They remain in a dysthymic state, which is more of a chronic depression. It's a chronic low state, a chronic sadness. How can um, we fix that? Well, we have to know exactly what's causing this situation. If there is an obvious uh, cause for this um, depressive state, if there is uh, an insult, you know, a, a medical condition. That I thought you were going to say, think, just think positively. Well, of course, after you have ruled out everything organic, everything mm -hmm. that is obvious, mm -hmm. everything that it gets out of the person's control, mm -hmm. uh, then you said, we have to think positive. You know, I mean... Thinking positive helps in any type of depression, whether it's organic, whether it's, you know, there is a genetic component, whether it's psychosocial component, circumstantial, because thinking positive is what's going to keep us out of, you know, darkness. You know, it's what can keep us hopeful. It's what's going to really make whatever we decide to do work. I have noticed that some patients, no matter what medications you give them, if they remain in a negative state, no medication helps them. Mm. So thinking positive is like more than half of the bottle one. You know? So how can we train ourselves to think positively? Can well, you give me an example? Well, there's something that we use which is very powerful, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Beck, which is the father of cognitive behavioral therapy, said that over 60% of the causes of depression, and this is something that was started in the 60s, and we have evolved quite, you know, quite a lot since then, but 
the way that we think, the way that we perceive things, the way that we react to things has a lot to do with um, what will follow. In other words, if we expect the best, if we expect uh, the best outcome from any situation, it doesn't mean that we're going to get the best outcome, but it, we're more prone to be more um, positive, receptive. We're more, we become more resilient and we're able to deal with circumstances with, you know, with a better state of mind. So expectations. is a very important thing. Um, sometimes we keep low expectations. Sometimes the expectations are very high. Sometimes, I, honestly, maybe I'm, well, I know I'm whacked, but um, sometimes I give myself low expectations and it helps me. For example, if I'm going for a run, I'll say to myself, I'm just going for a half mile low expectations then i get to the half and i push myself to the mile is that negative thinking well i give you an example if you use that particular uh, one yesterday um i usually walk anywhere from five to six miles mm -hmm. after walking two or three miles i'm like mm, i don't feel like doing it you know all the way if i would have looked at it in a negative way i'm like no i have to do the six miles because if i don't do the six miles i'm i'm mm. you know i'm doing what i'm used to no, three miles is enough. Three miles is better than nothing. I was able to get the cardio going. I'm going to go home. I'm going to do other things. And tomorrow, I'm going to have more time. I'm going to do the six miles. You didn't that I beat yourself do. up. Exactly. You and didn't we say, do I that. got to. We do that constantly. Yeah. We have to remember that thinking negatively is easier than thinking positively. Why? Think, well, it takes more energy. Mm -hmm. um, if you go for the obvious, if you go for the easiest thing, which is think, oh, it's not going to work. Oh, no, I'm just going to work. You know, I'm just going to walk three miles. Well, this medication is not going to work. Well, my husband is going to leave me. Well, I'm not going to get that job. It's easier than saying, no, I'm going to get that job. I deserve that job. I have worked hard for that job. It takes a lot more energy of thought. Do you say those things even though... I already know this answer, but I'm gonna, I want our listeners to hear it from you. Do you say those things, I'm going to get that job, you know, I'm going to fit into that dress, I'm going to be able to pay my bills. Um, do you say those things even if you don't believe them? I always believe that it's more helpful to my patients for them to focus on the positive things. I think that I, I will fail as a psychiatrist and as a professional, as a doctor, if I did not bring to light the good in their lives. So the reason why I'm in front of me is because obviously they have they need help in that department. So it's not going to be of any benefit to them if I said, well, you're probably not going to get that job, but think positive anyways. I mean, right. it's right. I mean, it's, um, it's really what I believe not true because you should think that you should get that job, that you will get that job until proven otherwise. Um, and if it did not happen, something that I often say is like something better will come along. Right. But let's back up. Okay. The reason why I'm asking you this is because this is what I do for myself in my life and maybe it's wrong. So I'll say to myself, um, okay, whatever, let's say, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, put this application in and I'm going to get this job, even though I don't think I'm going to get it. Really, okay. I don't think it. But I'm saying it to myself to practice. <laughs> it's better than going to negative. Did you really want it, that job? Yeah. Is it really what's best for you? Um, don't you feel that maybe something better will come along? Are your, are your expectations with this particular job too low? Well, maybe underneath I don't think I deserve something nice. 
for example, but yet I want to train myself to think I deserve something nice, so I need to say the words. Like, you know, when you do affirmations, right. like, I'm abundant, I'm beautiful, everything's well, okay, we and you may not believe des- it. We always deserve nice things in our lives. Um, more times than not, we think we don't deserve them. Right. But remember, and, and this is something that I personally believe on, and I always preach to the choir, to my patients, to my coworkers, we attract what we are thinking. Our thoughts are very powerful. If we train ourselves to think positively, we attract positive things. Right. If they, they don't happen, doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Sometimes when we see what we think good things go, we realize later that they right. were the best thing that ever happened to us. Um, so we thinking positive is what's going to keep positive things happening in our lives. But what I'm asking, when I agree okay. with you, absolutely, for sure, what we think is what we get, but I'm saying sometimes we can't, if we don't believe the affirmation mm-hmm. or if we don't believe the expectation, is it okay to not believe it, but yet practice having the intention to believe it, practicing the words. Well, I think that if we don't believe in it, it has very little power mm. for us to attract. So then what do you do? Well, I think that you continue to train yourself to think positively. I think you continue to train yourself to think, to attract the things that you really want in life. Sometimes you, you're you not going to believe on them, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you should quit thinking that, you know, is the right thing for you or this is something that you truly want. Well, sometimes, I see what you're saying. Sometimes I'll say to myself, even though I don't believe, at least right now on the surface, for example, that uh, I'm going to get a new bed or that I can look at my checkbook and say, oh yeah, I can just go out and buy a new bed. Um, I I say to myself, I have the intention to to believe that I deserve it and that it'll show up, but I don't fully believe it right now. Do you you recommend that? Do you truly want that bed? Well, probably what I want is a feeling, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm so sick of my bed. I've had it for 20 years. But um, I think I want change. Okay. So um, even though maybe I don't believe that I'm going to get it or that I deserve it, like I'm saying, I'll say at least I have the intention to want to believe it. Do you recommend that? We often think we want things when we truly don't. Hmm. And then we beat ourselves when we don't get it. what I have seen from my patients and from my personal experience is that we really didn't want them. We didn't really pursue them because, you know, it was really necessary. We didn't really need that. that so we why do we say we want those things? Because we, we like instant gratification. Uh. We like new things. We like things that makes us feel good instantly. That doesn't mean that we That's need true. them. That doesn't mean that we want them. Um, when I said, well, I think that I want a better job. I think I want an office looking at the bag. Do uh-huh. I need that office? That doesn't mean I don't want it, but do I truly need it? Would I be stretching myself a little more? Um, I really want to work, um, you know, doing other things. Do I need it? Do I really want it? If I truly want it, I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really pursue it. And it is never going to cross my mind for my sake that I'm going to fail at it. Because you have the expectation, as you said well, earlier. I try that to you're keep decent expectations. I know my limitations, and that's something that we always have to keep in mind. I'm going to run 10 miles a day. Well, I know my limitations. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe five is a more, uh, you know, uh, realistic expectation. But if I do 10, hey, great. If I do five, well, I know my limitations. I knew that maybe 10 was a little unrealistic. And if you did three? If I did three, well, it's better than 
is better than nothing, is not as good as five, and is obviously not even close to ten, but I didn't stay at home. I didn't do anything. I got myself out of my comfort zone. So always looking at the positive side of everything, no matter what, no matter whether we we reach our expectations, whether we went below our expectations, something is better than nothing. And I tell I tell my patients just the fact that you're in front of me, it might have taken no energy or a great deal of energy, but you know that you want something. You're, you're looking for something positive. You're looking for some a change in your life. You're ready for that. As a matter of fact, yesterday I saw a patient that he's like, I'm very glad I came to see you. Um, I have to admit, your secretary was very pushy. I have canceled the appointment three or four times. But now that I'm here with you, now that I, you, have, you have given me more than the time that I expected for you to, you know, to give me, that I feel hopeful because I have seen so many psychiatrists. Uh, I'm like, I, I kept thinking, what is he going to do different than the other psychiatrists? Mm. And now that I'm here, I see that you you made a huge difference. I I haven't even taken any medication. What yet. did you do differently with him? I pay attention. Uh, I validated him. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to hear about him. I didn't want to minimize his symptoms. I didn't want to uh, make him think that he was crazy or he was, you know, the the symptoms he was having was just, uh, you know, part of his imagination. And that's how he made he was made felt by um others by all the psychiatrists so just by talking to him you see that man coming into light and he's like i'm glad that you have a pushy psychiatrist i mean a secretary oh so yeah i understand he labeled her as negative and then it turned out to be a positive and 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 one of the homeworks i gave him is like i want you to start thinking positive i want you to start thinking that I gave this man an opportunity. I listened to this secretary. Um, the, these medications that we're going to start are going to make me feel better. I'm going to go out there and do the things that I have forfeited for a very long time. So, so give me an example of somebody, a patient you've worked with, um, whom you've trained to think positively. Okay. Um, I'm seeing a lady who was referred to me from one of the local hospitals. This is a woman who's, uh, who has very complex medical conditions. She had uh, both lung and kidney transplants. So needless to say, this woman had been, history of his, uh, 60 fibrosis, this woman had been through a lot of hospitals, doctors, um, um, issues throughout her life, a very difficult childhood, um, very difficult marriage. So, so she came to me uh, with history of bipolar disorder, mood dysregulation. She had she had just um, gotten divorced. So um, she suffered a lot. Needless to say, right. I mean, uh, understatement. She had gotten divorced two years prior. She had been recently hospitalized due to you know an attempt against her life. So she came to me and said, "You cannot give me medications that." You know, she came with this negative state, you know, close-minded and said, I came because, you know, I have to, uh, I'm not going to kill myself, I want to reassure you that, um, you know, it's just an issue I have with my ex-husband, I found out that, you know, he had remarried, etc., etc. So it was just negative all along. Mm -hmm. I said, nothing had worked for me before. Um, I cannot take many medications because the you know they can make my you know they work against the anti-rejection medications. Mm-hmm. 
So I said, okay, so if we're not able to work with many medications, then you and I need to work on changing the way you think and the way you see your life, mm -hmm. generally. So she looked at me, she smiled, she's like, good luck with that. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, thank you. <laughs> so every time that we meet, we look at something positive in her life. And little by little, that woman has turned around in a way that is even more difficult for her to, to, to actually... Some people, when they have enjoyed negativity so much, mm -hmm. they think it's... enjoyed? Yes. We enjoy negativity? Some people do. She was do. enjoying it? Yes, some Suffering. people do because it, they develop a comfort zone that mm. thinking negative is easier and more comfortable right. than being positive. But you were saying to me, because you told me the story earlier, that you, no, you told her something like she was uh, talking about something horrible. Okay. And didn't you say snap out of it i mean in more or less words right. you survived all these transplants you're gonna let well tell me about that um she kept thinking that well this is the man that i thought i was going to spend the rest of right. my life with uh this is a man that i trusted this is a man that i loved and he told me he had issues with relationship and two years later he's married and i kind of felt that it was the end of my life and then i said well you have survived two transplants a major life illness and yet you don't think you can you're able to survive this and she looked at me and she smiled she said I never thought about it that way so you told her look you survived all these transplants you you don't think you can survive your ex-husband marrying somebody Absolutely. else and she instantly and changed she's her like thinking. and nobody ever no well it's not something that is instant but okay. it made her think in the fact that yes I have survived all these things most people die in their 20s when they have the same thing that I do I have survived not only one transplant but two I have managed to go to college become an executive in a company um, I have you know I I have managed to be an inspiration to other people with the same disease that I have who mm. are battling you know the same problems um, and battling depression and battling you know uh, things in general in life and yet I forgot to I didn't realize that I was so lucky not only that I was able to survive the illness but lucky enough to receive transplants to continue with my life some people don't even make it to the first transplant so how is she doing today with her thinking she's positively? doing very well uh, we just keep some things some of the medications that she uses in order to avoid the rejection uh, causes mood dysregulation so she may or may not be truly bipolar, but as we, you know, as we talked earlier today, um, it, it depends, you know, it's, it doesn't change the outcome. It doesn't change the treatment. You have to treat the mood dysregulation because like for say, she's on um, prednisone. Prednisone is a very well-known medication to cause manic states, you know, very feeling very high or then going to psychosis or to a depressive state. But regardless, state. she's working on her oh, she positive is. thinking. Oh, she is. She is. And when I saw her, she came with three medications that she didn't even believe on, but now only just something to help her sleep. And when she knows that her mood is changing, she engages into positive thinking. Mm. She is able not only to get her get herself out of the current state, but help others who are going through the same thing. Uh, now she belongs to uh, an association that helps people with cystic fibrosis kind of engage into positive thinking because positive thinking changed her life. And so she's trained herself and you've helped train her to catch herself when she's going in that hole. Absolutely. When she's going to negative. Oh, and why she, me? Poor she me. She tells herself, 
Lynn, stop, take a deep breath. You know, is her name Lynn? No, no, okay, right, right, okay, gotcha. Um, Take a deep breath, stop. Take a deep breath, you know, everything is going to be okay. Uh, Tomorrow, the day is going to be better at work. Um, Tomorrow, I'm going to have a better day. Tomorrow, I'm going to be able to, you know, accomplish more. I mean, catch it it and flip it. Absolutely. She actually, and she has surprised me in many ways because I think she took it to a higher level than I probably intended to. And, um, it's a, it's a very good um, example of how people, when they are just giving an opportunity, just an idea, they can change their lives around. Let's talk about relationships. You know, everybody has some insecurities, obviously. Of and course. for women, this shows up sometimes when dating. Um, you know, we'll say, does he like me? Does he love me? Am I good enough? You know, that obviously is negative thinking. How can somebody turn something like that around feeling not good enough into positive thinking? Well, relationships are a lot of work. And we know it takes a lot of energy to to get into a relationship, remain in a relationship, get out of a relationship. So if you go in with a negative mind, with a negative state of mind, needless to say that that relationship may or may not work. Um, Even be- negative about yourself. Absolutely. Um, we tend to carry to the next relationship what we got from the last so true so um instead of keeping a negative state of mind about whether the same thing will may or may not happen in the next relationship thinking this is going to be a better relationship this is going to be a better person for me this is going to bring me higher and i always tell my patients and my friends and everybody Surround your people. Surround yourself with people that are going to take you higher. Um, surround yourself with people that are going to make you a better human being, and that is the Positive state of people. mind. Absolutely, that's the state of mind that you should take yourself into the next relationship, whether it's with a partner, whether it's with you know with your parents, brothers, sisters. Um, but when a woman is saying is going out with a guy or mm-hmm. about to, and mm-hmm. she's saying, "Does he like me? Does he love me? Oh my god!" <laughs> What is your advice? Because that's negative thinking. That's insecurity, obviously. But Well, um, it is insecurity. Um, but I think that doubting yourself, mm-hmm. not believing in yourself, not liking yourself, is not a good state of mind to put yourself out there yet. I think that in order to be successful in any relationship, whether it's with a partner or any type of relationship, you have to like yourself. You have to believe in yourself. You have to have developed a comfort zone in any aspect of your, in all the aspects of your life that will carry you confidently to the next adventure, let alone with, you know, with a partner. So is your advice, if you're not there yet, it, then it's work to on hold yourself. It. Absolutely. And then put yourself out there or accept that there's a part of you that doesn't totally love yourself completely, and then at least be aware of it. Most of us, when we are getting into a relationship, we have come out of a relationship, or mm-hmm. we are in between relationships. Mm-hmm. So let's say that a relationship ended and you're trying to put yourself out there. But we're carrying that baggage. We're right. carrying that negativity. It didn't work out. He cheated on me. Um, you know, she worked too much. Whatever the, whatever the reason of the that, that prompted the ending of that relationship may have been, you cannot carry that to the next uh, adventure. 
And would you also say that it's so tempting for a lot of people when they're getting out of a relationship or even when they've had a talk about their past relationships, it's so tempting to blame and put down the other person, but would you advise in terms of positive thinking not to do that and to own whatever you learned in the relationship and not put that other person down? It's easier to blame others for Mm -hmm. our own faults and for our own mistakes regardless of who is responsible for what happened in the past relationship, what matters is what's going to take you to the next relationship and what's going to make it work and what have you learned from that experience. It really makes, it's really not of to your advantage to think, oh, it's not, it was not my fault, he was always working or he cheated on me or he was not good to me. What is going to take you to the next relationship? Right, because that keeps you stuck. Absolutely. Right. And it, it kind of frames this the next person mm. where, you, are you the same? Are you going to do the same thing mm-hmm. to me? Again, positive thinking. Okay, this might not have worked out, but the next one will. The next one is going to be better. And I, what am I going to do different the next time? Because you have to do something different for absolutely, it to be different. Absolutely, absolutely. From any experience, whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. Once you're taking yourself to the next experience, you have to go with a positive state of mind. You have to have learned from the past experience because otherwise you're not going to enjoy it. Otherwise, it's not going to work. The positive thinking, the positive state of mind is what's going to take you higher. How are you going to give that person an opportunity if you're thinking that he may or she may do the same thing that was done to you in the past relationship? And whether you're responsible or not is really relevant. What's going to take you to the next step? What's going to take you to the next relationship? What what the other person should have that's going to take you higher? It's going to make you a better human being. That's, that's the way we should approach. And it's um, so attractive when you're talking to somebody and they don't put down their ex and they own their own stuff. It's so attractive. Well, it says a lot about that person. Yes, it because does. Because it says, I, you know, I'm not blaming myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming them. I'm just... Learning. Uh, learning. Right. I'm just saying, uh, going through you know the adventures. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going through life, learning from my experiences. And I'm taking the good that came out of that relationship into the next one. And I will learn from the next one. And hopefully it will be, you know, it. Right. But it, it says a lot about that person when they're not blaming themselves or the other person for, you know, whether their relationship worked or not. So you say surround yourself with positive people and good people. That's extremely important. Right? What if you're in a relationship, though, any kind, Mm -hmm. friendship, Mm -hmm. um, husband-wife or husband-husband-wife-wife, with a person who's thinking negatively, like I said, lover, spouse, friend, you know, sometimes that negativity, many times, it wears off. I don't care if you're Buddha. Well, that's probably one of the most important things that we deal with as mental health professionals. Um, Our environment where we grew up is extremely important. Some patients don't like to hear it, but this is a matter of fact. We become our parents. We become... My poor kids, I'm so sorry. We become become what they think, we become Mm -hmm. what they stand for, we we become what, what they do. So... Needless to say that if you grew up in a caring, loving, accepting environment, you're going to be exactly the same. If you grew up in a, you know, in a place where you were, you know, looked down and you were, you know, um, abused. Not, uh, of right. course. So you, it's going to translate to your life in the same way. When you surround yourself by negative people, you actually start to believe 
that that's the right thing to do. That the right thing to do is to approach things with negativity. Even as an adult, I'm absolutely, saying, right? It just absolutely. Absolutely. You pores. feel, even though that you feel that these people are draining your energy, mm-hmm. even though that you feel that these people take, you know, they make you angry, they make you upset. Um, the fact that you believe that caring about them and the fact that you love them is more important than actually what good they bring into their life, into your life. It, it kind of overrides. And even though you're like, I'm trying to think positive, or, you know, because I have, I've had some people in my life who are very negative. I'm like, I found myself speaking try, positively, really trying to change them, trying to protect myself, I guess, from the negativity. Some people, it's just, it doesn't matter what you do. Right. You just you can't have change to, anybody. Uh, absolutely. Well, is the I don't think that the word is changing, but making them change their outlook, mm-hmm. their perspective. I have a very good friend that I have known for 20 years, and he's a very good example. Um, we had uh, an argument the other day about the elections. Mm-hmm. Um, this is someone that I care about as a brother. But, you know, needless to say that he tends to be a little negative, um, you know, to say the least. And we had a very heated argument about the election day and about, you know, the... Yes, I can imagine. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so um, I came to realization that, first, I have to respect his opinion. Uh-huh. He's not respecting mine, but I, if I am to care for this person, mm-hmm. I have to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. I have to, mm-hmm. you know, say, okay, this is your opinion. I respect it. I want you to respect mine and, you know, draw the line. We have to know how far we can go with certain people. Sometimes we have to do it with our parents. Sometimes mm-hmm. our parents have had difficult lives that mm-hmm. have prone them to think negatively, mm-hmm. to think of the negative aspects of life instead of the positive. So it doesn't mean you're going to fight with your parents. It doesn't mean you're not going to speak to them anymore. Just have some limitations. You have to set boundaries. Yeah. You have to set some limits because it would affect your life. It would affect your how you perceive things, especially coming from people that we care about so much, some people that are important in our lives we tend, we start thinking like them. We start seeing life through their glass and it's highly uh, uncomfortable and it's highly unfair to yourself to do that. Then it becomes a toxic relationship. We've talked about that in another podcast. And I want to say, by the way, even though I'm not a doctor, uh, I like to play one <laughs> behind the <laughs> microphone, but I just want to say from from experience in my time on this earth, y- yes, it's true. You do become your parents or our kids who will become us. We do carry that past childhood trauma, but the brain is plastic and we can change the way we think, just like exactly what this podcast is about, is about thinking positively, changing the way we think from negative to positive. So it, we can change ourselves. We don't necessarily have to repeat the past at all. We have the power. The same way that we adapt ourselves to take the same route to work every day. The same way that we um, like to watch uh, certain TV shows. We tend to say, well, I like this. I don't like this. It takes effort at the beginning. But once you develop certain level of comfort, you say, oh, this is not as bad. As I thought it was. So take a different route to work. Take a different route to thinking. Because it might be worse route to work. It, mm-hmm. might, it might take you longer. But what if it takes you less? Right. And you wouldn't yeah. know unless you tried it. Unless you try right. you know, to change. It's easier to think uh, negatively. It takes less energy. 
But what if you think positively? What if you think I'm going to take a different route today? And instead of taking um, uh, US one, I'm going to take uh, you know I'm going to go through Coral Gables. I'm going to you know take a thirty six and catch yourself when you say, "Oh my gosh, the highways! It's going to be so crowded." And you say to yourself, "Jose, stop! Right. It's going to be okay." Uh, let's take a different route. Maybe, you know, there's not an accident in, you know, in A36. Maybe it's not an accident. What if there is an accident? Okay, well, you try. Next day, there's not going to be an accident, hopefully, and it's going to take you shorter to get to work. But that takes a lot of energy, thinking positive, looking But the more you do it, the easier it gets. The more it becomes natural right. to you and the better equipped you become to deal with adversity. Think about adversity. It's so difficult to deal with certain things in life. If you go with a negative outlook, you're making it 10,000 10, times uh, worse. If you go with a positive outlook, the, the expectations are realistic. If something good happened, hey, it took no energy at all. If something bad happens, at least you're going in. You're walking in with the right attitude. I swear, this is more manifesting, but when I'm late for work and I take a deep breath and I actually drive slower and I tell myself get quicker. I get there quicker and I tell myself you know I'm going to get to work on time even though I don't fully believe it but 90% of me does I'm going to get to work on time and I'm going to go a little slower and I swear to God every time I get there faster than if I was fretting and going to negative oh my god I'm going to be late it's something that I learned from my dad is like make sure that when you are going to an important meeting like today um, I took my time and I said, okay, I have to consider traffic. I have to consider the fact that I don't know where I'm going, that the GPS is going to work. You it's know, wrong. <laughs> right. Um, you know, that there's going to be an accident, that I'm going to start getting phone calls from the office. So I woke up very early today, probably an hour earlier than, you know, I usually mm -hmm. do. So I, I woke up with a positive state of mind, um, time ahead to work things up. And even though that the GPS got me, you know, derailed and all these things, I managed to come here on time and, you know, to do this. And so you're saying you did everything you could in your control and then you had a positive outlook. So the things that you have no control of. Right. Because there are always going to be things mm. that you have no control of, more times than not. But if you walk in with a positive attitude, you're better equipped to deal with them. If I would have... Awaken the same time that I do, and then I have encounter uh, the traffic, and the GPS is not working. It kind of gets you work up. It kind of gets you anxious. That kind of opens sure. the hormonal changes that we talk about. It creates an uh, an inflammatory state. Then you and start then you're having late. <laughs> absolutely, and then you're late for the mm -hmm. things that you know there are there to follow. And then you become anxious. Your blood mm -hmm. pressure goes up. It, Judge yourself. Absolutely, yeah. and it all started with a positive outlook, with a positive thought, and it kind of sets your whole day, your whole life. So that's why it's so important. So to review, what is your best advice for life on how to think positively in a sentence? Always walk into a room, always walk into an adventure, always walk into a situation with a positive outlook, no matter what the circumstances may be. Um, because I believe in the power of attraction, the power of the universe. What we put out there is what we'll get back. So it takes a lot of work to change your, you know, your frame of thought, but it's worth it. So I just made some notes. Number one, your advice, 
always expect the best. Expectation is key. Number two, see the good always, especially in things that you cannot control. And number three, catch yourself. I just shoved that in there. Catch yourself when you are going to negative because it's going to happen. You're human. And then flip it to positive. Always. Okay, so real quick before you go, we're going to do Lynn's Fab Five. This has nothing to do with psychosis or schizophrenia or being sad. Actually, maybe it does. Um, I get to ask you five random questions um, about anything. Okay. Number one, um, do you ever find yourself analyzing people at the grocery store since you are a shrink? People think that we do. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, once we finish seeing the last patients, we kind of disconnect in a way that um, it takes training. It takes you know. It takes energy to do. But I have never found myself analyzing people, and this is something that is commonly believed. Um, so the answer is no. You're no. like no. You don't go. She's crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> Give no, me no. my receipt. No, 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 no. I mean, we obviously become more aware of who people are and where people have been uh, once they start talking, once they start telling us about themselves, but. The, is, the word is not analyzing. The word is, is kind of, you know, you are better equipped to get to know people. You observe. There. Absolutely. We're better observant. Number two, when was the last time you said a bad word? Yesterday. <laughs> Three, pasta or wine? Say that again. Pasta or wine? Wine. Always. Number four, always, always. <laughs> to deal with all, all of us crazy people. Number four, have you ever been sad after seeing one of your clients? Yes. And it happens more often than not um, because we're humans, because we understand. And it comes to realization that you may or may not be able to help these people. You may or may not be able to take half of the sadness that they have suffered most of their lives. And it reminds you how good you have it because no matter how bad you think your life is, a lot of people have it worse. And in, in ways that you are unimaginable. Brings you gratitude. Absolutely. Constantly. And this is uh, also another deep question. Cologne or scent-free? Scent-free. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Thank Alvarez. You. <laughs> if you want to get in contact with Dr. Alvarez, you can reach him in Miami at the office, 786 536 786 536 If you're listening to this podcast while you're jogging, running, or in the car. Don't pull him and write that down. We've got his information on our website. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.